0: we'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for March eighth, two 2009. And today we're going to be discussing, uh, first off, the article entitled, The New Age Department of Peace Bill Introduced to Congress One Week After the Inauguration. And then we're going to be um, relating this to a lot of the, the New Age movement that's permeating not only society in general but also the modern day lukewarm church and we've we've discussed a lot of this stuff in the past this is another teaching that's going to tie into and confirm much of the other information we've covered we're also going to be taking a in-depth look at Alice Bailey who is one of the Pied Pipers of the uh, New World Order um, and actually coined the term New Age this is where we get the the term coined from through Alice Bailey, and also this, you're going to see that this also ultimately ends up tying back into Maitreya, and this study did not start out being any type of I wasn't even thinking about even looking at Maitreya in this particular study, but there's just no way you can escape it anymore. It's becoming more and more obvious that Maitreya, if not uh, the Antichrist, is going to play a gigantic part in the end time uh, demonic deception, the strong delusion scenario. And um, this isn't me saying this, these are the highest level occultists um, and mouthpiece New Agers on the planet, meaning they're the mouthpiece for the New Age. So it's it's a fascinating look at this. And this article is from uh, Lighthouse Trails, and you can get on their email list uh, if you do a a keyword search for uh, probably just Lighthouse Trails and um, uh, they've got a really good website. You can go up there and do uh, keyword searches for a number of different terms. And their specialty is really how the New Age movement is infiltrating Christianity. And they talk a lot about people like Alice Bailey and Oprah Winfrey. And a lot of the people that are um, uh, Marianne Williamson, who who did A Course in Miracles. And... Uh, Rick Joyner, uh, Rick Warren, I'm sorry, Rick Warren, Rick Joyner is another apostate, but uh, they talk a lot about that, and they're they're a tremendous resource, and and that's kind of like their niche. They really, really have probably the best resources on the internet for this particular niche of um, apostasy that we just mentioned here. So this article starts out by saying on February 3rd, 2009, the Department of Peace Bill, HR 808 was updated and introduced to Congress by Senator Dennis Kucinich. For those who are not familiar with the efforts by prolific new age leaders to bring to reality a US Department of Peace, these efforts began several years ago at a grassroots level. Support for the new department grew and presently 66 members what a, what a nice number there. Sixty-six members of Congress are supporting the effort. Just one week after the new president took office, the updated Department of Peace bill was introduced. So Obama's wasting no time. Um, he, he is being more aggressive with the implementation of the, um, I guess you just call it the New World Order, their global plan, than, than any president I have ever seen. I mean, this guy is is doing everything that he can do to to bring us into into this, and um, not to say he's acting alone or he doesn't have handlers above him that are that he's call, that are calling the shots to him. Uh, but the fact remains is is that the draconian re- legislation that's being uh, trying to be implemented right now is more aggressive and far worse than than anything I've ever seen, even under Bush. Uh, Lighthouse Trails has issued a number of reports in the last few years addressing the Department of Peace. So this has been something that's just not Johnny-come-lately. This is this has been building. Uh, these reports explain that the Department of Peace effort began with the Global Renaissance Alliance with New Age leaders Marianne Williamson, who wrote The Course in Miracles. Now, we've done teachings on The Course in Miracles, uh, Marianne Williamson, relating that to Oprah Winfrey, So if you ever want to, there's ever, if there's ever a person that you were kind of wondering about, or if I've done a teaching, I'll just go to my homepage and how to get to my homepage. I have a lot of people ask me, where's your homepage? Well, if you get to one of my, my teachings on any given page on any of my teachings, you'll see a little box kind of on the left-hand side near the top of the page and it'll say home. It's not at the top, but it's near the top. And then that's my homepage and uh, you can just click on that, and it'll take you right to my homepage. There's a little search box on the right-hand side once you get to the homepage, and you can key in part of the name uh, or part of the thing that you're looking for, and, and if I've mentioned that, and if the keywords are in there, then it'll come up, all the, all the teachings I've done. Uh, but again, the New Age leaders, Marianne Williamson, Barbara Marks Hubbard, James Redfield, Deepak Chopra, who's a, you know, New Age guru, Gary Zukav, Wayne Dyer, and several others they are part of this uh, Department of Peace. Warren Smith talks about this alliance in his book, Reinventing Jesus. And he's quoted as saying, One of the obvious goals of the New Gospel, now this is the New Gospel, and of the Alliance organization is to completely reinvent the traditional gospel of Jesus Christ. While members teach that all the paths lead to God, they know that there is no place in their new spiritual world order for those who insist that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. See, they can't have any exclusivity. All religions are on the same playing field in the coming one world religion, the essence of which will be New new Age witchcraft. That's going to be the essence of the coming one world religion. And they will be amalgamated um, into one. Now, there may be certain sects of these these religions that keep part of their original identity. I had a man email me the other day and asked me about the, how they're all going to get on the same playing field. Well, they're probably going to, going to be allowed to keep part of their identity um, while at the same time incorporating the uh, coming, you know, one world religious system into their belief system as well most likely you know that this is going to be heavily influenced also by the antichrist and the false prophet so the Alli- going back to this article the alliance presents itself as a grassroots organization of everyday folks but it is important to remember that the alliance is spearheaded by a high level group of new gospel advocates who appear to be operating from a general blueprint channeled from the spirit world years ago by esotericist and occultist Alice Bailey, who is the author of many channeled works. So, in other words, the the foundation, remember the Bible says, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Psalm 11, verse 3. So, if you have a corrupt foundation... As the Bible says in Job, can a clean thing come out of an unclean thing? Then it says not one. So, you can't bring a clean thing out of an unclean thing. I believe that's Job uh, 14.4. You can't bring something clean out of something unclean. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And this is what we're dealing with here. Alice Bailey, in her channeled writings probably channeling, you know, who self-admitted through ascended masters who are nothing more than most likely fallen angels. This is the foundation of all of this. And this Department of Peace bill that was updated and introduced to Congress by Senator Kucinich on February 3rd, it's H.R. 808, this is part of that. Um, now we have actually have the government openly coming out and openly trying to amalgamate to intermingle the government with the new age openly okay so this is and then in the, in again the foundation for this is Alice ba- Bailey's writings and we're going to be taking a, an in-depth look at Alice Bailey i've never really done an in-depth look at her i've done more on hp uh, blavatsky who was basically her mentor. But Alice Bailey was the second one after H. P. Blavatsky to kind of, she kind of carried on uh, Madame Blavatsky's work. And it's we're going to talk more about her later. And it's very uh, it's no by no coincidence that this Maitreya character heavily promotes both Alice Bailey and H. P. Blavatsky on his website. I mean, you can go to his website at Share International And you can go to the recommended reading section, which I copied off, and they recommend as the first thing to read beyond all of Benjamin Krem's garbage, they recommend the first other things you read are are all of Alice Bailey's channeled works that she got channeled through a devil. Yeah, that's that's how she wrote all these books, 19 of them total. Guess what the first 19 things are on the recommended reading list on Devil Betraya, otherwise known as Lord Maitreya's website is, her first 19 books, by name. There's no coincidence about this. Her blueprint, this is Alice Bailey, is continually being affirmed and updated by the recent new revelations received um, by Shushaman, which is, I evidently wrote A Course in Miracles, actually must have been um, had something to do with that and then Hubbard Walsh who wrote Conversations with God and Benjamin Krim so in other words all of these high level new agers many of whom Oprah has just praised to no end uh, Course in Miracles Conversations with God Oprah's heavily promoted both openly and all you got to do is just key in Oprah in my keyword search box and you'll see how all of this she has been promoting heavily. And who who reaches more than Oprah on the planet? Other than I'm talking about, other than like something like nightly news or the, or the mass media. Well, isn't it kind of funny that all these people, these the highest level New Agers, the, the highest level New Age authors that are on like the New York Times bestsellers, and also Benjamin Krem, who is Matreus John the Baptist the Pied Piper of Maitreya, isn't its is it coincidental that they're all coming to the same conclusion? The exact same conclusion. Now, I've said this before. This thing about Maitreya, the Lord showed me this as a baby Christian. Like, oh my word. I probably learned about this back in 95, 96. I've never wavered, never ever have I wavered off this. Okay, Whether he's the Antichrist or not, he is going to play a gigantic part in the end-time scenario. Uh, End-time delusion, I should say. Now remember, the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, that God shall send them strong delusion, that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So if you're embracing any of these things that we're talking about here, and you could be, In the modern day lukewarm church, they are incorporating more and more of these teachings that I'm mentioning. Conversations with God, Course in Miracles. These are all channeled works, essentially. Just like Alice Bailey, channeled through this ascended master, I believe she referred to, uh, I believe the Tibetan. We're going to talk more about that. These are also channeled works. These are straight from Satan himself. They're subtle. They don't come out and say, yes, I am Satan, and I want you to do this. Remember, he's the most subtle beast of the field. The serpent was the most subtle beast of the field, and he's not going to come out like that. They're all arriving at the same conclusion, though. And this started back with H.P. Blavatsky, to Alice Bailey, to Benjamin Krem, Maitreya's mouthpiece, okay, the Pied Piper of Maitreya, and now is continuing through all these New Age authors, Now we have a piece of legislation in Congress that's going to affirm this. Now we're actually going to have this incorporated into the law, okay, of particularly America, and ultimately the world. So, going back to this article, Warren explains in his book how the global, um, in that book again, was reinventing Jesus Christ, Warren Smith. Well, he, if you want to know a lot more about this, he, uh, Warren Smith Reinventing Jesus Christ. He talks about how this um, this alliance um, in this book here that they that they're in reference to here. And uh, this Department of Peace, the Department of Peace, which is this bill that's been introduced into Congress, uh, actually began with this global Renaissance Alliance, okay? with all these new age leaders that we just mentioned. So I just wanted to kind of reaffirm that because it can be a little bit confusing if you're not clear on that. So, Warren explains in his book how the Global Renaissance Alliance eventually changed its name to the Peace Alliance, which is still called today... I mean, they always have these lovely names, the Peace Alliance, Matreya site, the Share International. They're all about sharing and justice and peace, and it's all coming together and getting on the same page. All sounds real nice from the surface, but there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And, and this is the ways of death. This will get you to death and hell, um, like grease lightning. So, this is what we're dealing with here today. While Barbara Marks Hubbard, who's another New Age author, and some of the other high-level profile New Agers slowly faded from the forefront of the Peace Alliance, Marianne Williamson has remained a crucial influence. Up until recently, her name and photo were seen throughout the Peace Alliance website. Now, remember, Marianne Williamson was the one that wrote The Course in Miracles, one of Oprah's favorite books. Um... And while her photo and name do not appear on the homepage of the site presently, a simple search on the website shows she is still involved in the movement. Now, another thing I should mention here, too, I've done teaching on um, the United Nations and um, Lucius Trust, which was the publishing company Alice Bailey started, and how that that is integrally tied in with the United Nations and the United Nations Prayer Room, and how that also relates to Maitreya, all you would have to do is key in, I believe the word's UN, in my keyword search box on the homepage, to find that. Um, And that'll give you some, because that really ties in with this study as well. Uh, Let's see here. Barbara Marx Hubbard and some of the other New Agers have remained involved to various degrees as well. In 2005, Marx Hubbard received a Peace Builders Award from the Peace Alliance. But clearly, having the names of well known New Agers in prominence would deter the efforts to convince Congress that this is a legitimate, trustworthy organization that has an agenda of peace and not of global change of consciousness for humanity, as Marx Hubbard, Williamson, Dyer, Deepak Chopra and others teach. This is where personalities like former anchor Walter Cronkite, who is also a Bohemian Grove member, just so you know. uh, He wasn't a good person, okay. Uh, Former anchor Walter Cronkite and Hollywood star Joaquin Phoenix, both who are Department of Peace activists, have helped the Peace Alliance's agenda. So in other words, they're trying to get some high profile, seemingly neutral names to help further their agenda. Now they've got congressmen and people that these are people that don't a lot of times have obvious religious affiliations. Okay, that way it makes it more palatable to the rest of the world if they see, oh, they're just about peace and the rest of the world's looking, oh, Walter Cronkite, oh, I love him or I love that particular Hollywood star. It gets people to lower their guard because, you know, most people don't have any discernment on these matters anyway. Going further, as we stated in the article titled, The Election is Over, What About the Department of Peace? The Department of Peace will by means to enforce New Age-based hate crime legislation. Imagine that. So they've they've got another article here, uh, The Election is Over, What About the Department of Peace? So this Department of Peace, one of its main agendas, coincidentally enough, is to enforce the New Age-based hate crime legislation. Now we've done several teachings on hate crimes, how that's going to basically, technically the Bible should be outlawed in America right now with the legislation that they pretty much have on the books. I mean, it's, it's that bad. Uh, just from the things that the King James Bible would say about the homosexual lifestyle alone, Just because they haven't implemented it all yet doesn't mean that it's, you know, that it's not uh, going to be at some point. And again, the Lord Jesus Christ is in control of this matter. Um, But, so this Department of Peace will be actually a means to enforce the New Age-based hate crime legislations. And such legislation will ultimately remove the freedom of speech with regard to declaring the biblical gospel as the only means of salvation. It will also remove the freedom for public figures, including pastors, to say that the homosexual lifestyle is wrong and sinful. So, again, it will also remove the freedom for public figures, including pastors, to say that the homosexual lifestyle is wrong and sinful, a freedom that has already been restricted in Canada and many other places. Also worked into the wording of the bill are restrictions on ownership of guns. Well, it's the Department of Peace. We can't have guns. That's not peaceful. And we, we can't, I mean, you know, on the surface, you're thinking, oh yeah, it's this wonderful thing if you don't know any better. Why are they getting into restriction of free speech, restriction of guns? Because that's their means to bring about their form of peace. It's very insidious. Uh, Ultimately, though, this is a plan to silence the messengers of the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. As Bible-believing Christians, let us continue defending the faith in the midst of, of a dark and lost world that has rejected God's Savior, Jesus Christ, as the only answer to man's lostness. While bills and laws will pass, continually changing the structure and functioning of our society, nothing can change the truth found in His Word. Jesus Christ said in Matthew 24, 4 through 6, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. Well, the biggest one that comes to my mind is this Maitreya guy, character, whatever he is, um, because that's what he says he is. He says he's the Christ. He also says he's the Messiah, and the fifth Buddha, and Krishna, and Imam Mahdi. He's everything rolled up into one. He is the Christ of all religions. That's what he's proclaiming. Many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. This is not what we're hearing all the time, particularly in the Middle East and a lot of other places. See that ye be not troubled, for all things, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So, Lighthouse Trails has a research page for those who wish to track the progress of the Peace Department, and uh, I'll try to make this teaching, at least at bare minimum the links to this teaching available in a PDF attached to this teaching, which I try to do with most of my teachings. Um, it's a little white PDF box that you can access on the any of the pages where you listen to this teaching. You can click on it and get all the, if you want to do further research on it. Uh, The next article, and again, it's lighthousetrailsresearch.com. www.lighthousetrailsresearch.com. All one word. You can go there and... Tremendous resources in this website. Uh, This is from them, and, and it's entitled The New Gospel Campaign for Peace by Warren Smith. He wrote this. In the fall of 2001, a book entitled From the Ashes... A spiritual response to the attack on America was published by the multi-faith e-community Beliefnet. The book contained articles by a variety of spiritual leaders and extraordinary citizens written in response to, uh, I should say this, this book was written by a variety of quote spiritual leaders and quote extraordinary citizens, okay, who they termed, okay, uh, This was written in response to the tragic events of September 11, 2001. Proceeds from the book were going to the surviving families. A number of Christian leaders were included in this book, as well as many familiar New Age leaders. Now the Bible says we're not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what communion hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and Christ with Belial, or the devil? Wherefore, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you, and you will be as my children. 2 Corinthians 6. So, what are these supposed Christian leaders doing, yoking themselves up with these New Age leaders, coming into um, agreement? Articles written by Billy Graham, Chuck, Charles Colson, Bill Hybels, Max Lucado, Bruce Wilkinson, Rick Warren, and others were interspersed with articles written by popular New Age figures like the Dalai Lama, one of my favorites, the Dalai Lama. Just kidding. Starhawk, the witch. Starhawk, the witch. Yeah, Starhawk, the witch. Sounds like some type of Warped Children's program. And Neil Donald Walsh, who, um, Neil Donald Walsh, he's the one that wrote, uh, Conversations with God. I've done a whole teaching on Billy Graham, too, you can access that. You, you just don't get to the level that these people are at without selling out, is the point here. And now we're seeing these prominent, supposedly Christian leaders yoking themselves up with the new age. Now, it's not going to happen all at once, in an in-your-face way. It's going to be subtle. But it is happening, and it's getting more and more progressive. Rick Warren really being the one that's leading the way in this particular, and we've done several studies on Rick Warren, just in part of his name in my search box, you'll find him. Going further, not only did the Christian leaders find themselves in the company of top New Age leaders in the world, in this book, they were also now being challenged by some of these same New Age leaders. They were being challenged by the New Age leaders. Well, yeah, if you get in the devil's camp, he's not going to be content with you just being in the camp. He's ultimately going to want you to come over to his side. He's going to put more and more pressure on you to come over to his side. Not to say that a lot of them aren't already there. But, for example, Neil Donald Walsh's article appeared near the beginning of the book and challenged Christian ministers and religious leaders everywhere in light of September 11 to adopt the new gospel teaching that, quote, we are all one. You remember that that song that Michael Jackson, all the people, we are the world. That was such a nauseating song. They had all the, the, the Hollywood rock singers out there with their, they're all together. It's just sickening. But he's challenging these with the new gospel. We're all one. No, we're not. Uh this was based on the unbiblical new age belief that god is in everyone and everything. Well what is that? That's pantheism. That's pantheism essentially. Yeah, that rock has a spirit in it. That canoe does too and that stick of butter as well. Wow. I didn't know that. Well that's pretty much pantheism. Walsh wrote, "We must change ourselves. We must change the beliefs upon which our behaviors are based." We must create a different reality. Now the Bible says to seek ye the old paths, wherein is wisdom. That's what we're supposed to seek. The old, what is the old, that's the word of God. It's the King James Bible. Seek ye the old paths. If you have any word about if it's the King James Bible, just do a keyword search in my homepage for King James or just even King and you'll find them. And with the huge PDF that goes along with that, confirming the information, that I'm not just making this stuff up. Very, very important that you're clinging to the true word of God and not some false version. So, he goes on to say, we must create a different reality. Build a new society. We must do so with the new spiritual truths. Remember that... that. Um, one of the big things that they always come back to in this is that Venus project that I've mentioned before. If you want to know more about that, just key in the word Venus in the homepage on my my homepage. Venus project. It has a lot to do with this whole new new world order, United Nations utopia where they're wanting to build these cities that are that are like, you know, beyond eco-green friendly and everybody lives in this utopia harmony. Well, the first place that they actually were, were doing a template for this is in Venus, Florida. Which is actually pretty near where I live. I went out there. I went out there to pray. To pray against it. I mean, we're talking, I've drove through Venus on several occasions because it's kind of a shortcut. I use it as kind of a shortcut, but hardly anybody even knows about the place. There is no way you would just stumble upon this place, ever. It's really out kind of in the middle of nowhere. And um, kind of to the west of Lake Okeechobee in Florida. And um, I drove out there. Two reasons. I knew there was was two really wicked things going on out there. There was this place called Club Mars. Club Mars, I believe. Or Camp, Camp Mars. Camp Mars. I drove out there. Guess what Camp Mars is? Now, it's probably about... As the crow flies, maybe a mile away from the Venus Project, maybe a mile. Now, remember, evil begets evil, and evil, and when and when innocent blood defiles the land, or if there's sin going on, it attracts more evil. That's why you have like red light districts and cities, and it seems to be like they always congregate. And I've said this before; you've heard me say this before. Evil begets evil. Well, Camp Mars which I found out by accident while researching Venus, Florida, is a gay, uh, sodomite, no-holds-bar type of sodomite camp where all the sodomites can go out in the middle of nowhere and have their whatever group sex that they're going to do, camp out, and be together. That was the first place I went. I went right up to the front. I didn't go in. I don't want to go in that place. But I went up to the front gate and was sitting there in my car praying. Against that abomination, and then I drove over to the Venus Project, which was probably about a mile away, and I and I did the same thing at their front gate. Um, coming against the unfruitful works of darkness, we're we're to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but to rather reprove them. I mean, these are these are abominations. I couldn't get into Venus. I called them. I wanted to take a tour. They want to call me back. I emailed them. They wouldn't email me back, wow, I mean they're really snobbish, you know, I thought you could go there and, I mean they have pictures of it on the internet of these domed uh, structures that they made, and this this is in I got to the front gate, but you couldn't go any further it's it's a It's a locked gate and off a off a dirt road in the middle of Venus, Florida, there's something see you have to understand Venus. That was Camp Mars, Mars the god of war, Venus, another, you know, named after the goddess Venus. These are occult names of these planets, and they're associated with this particular, there's a real, there's an occultic reason why those um, places are where they are. There's an occult reason for this. And only the high-level occultists know. I haven't really been able to get to the bottom of why they're attracted to that particular area other than the names by themselves. But there's uh, guaranteed that land's been defiled in some way, shape, or form. Or they wouldn't... They, they didn't just arbitrarily... See, occultists just don't arbitrarily decide to name things, particular names, and have certain street numbers on their addresses and uh, do these types of things. It's just not by accident, particularly the high-level occultists. They love the number 666. And they're, they're, um, they're obsessed with these types of things. So, anyway, that was, I just wanted to, I think I mentioned that before, but, uh, I wanted to kind of give you an update there regarding that whole particular thing that, um, on that. Because that ties in with this as well. So, if we go back to the article that we were reading from, um, this Neil Donald Walsh guy says, We must do so with new spiritual truths. We must preach a new gospel. It's healing message summarized in two sentences. We are all one. Ours is not a better way. Ours is merely another way. What a lie from the pit of hell. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuked that devil Walsh. And then, he goes on to end this by saying, this 15-word message that I just said, we're all one, ours is not a better way, ours is merely another way. This 15-word message, delivered from every lectern and pulpit, from every rostrum and platform, could change everything overnight. Well, I don't doubt on that. That's, yeah, he's pretty much right about that, if all the... Now, we're coming to that. I mean... (laughs) The churches are so lukewarm, it's not going to take a whole lot to push them over the edge. And some of them are already preaching this anyway. A lot of the more liberal churches are already on this page. Literally. And then he goes on to say, I challenge every priest, every minister, every rabbi, and religious cleric to preach this. Well, Satan would really be the one that challenges you to preach it. Walsh obviously obviously knew how spiritually appealing the idea of peace and oneness would sound to a frightened humanity wondering when the next disaster might strike. What an opportune time to introduce the New Age doctrine of the spiritual oneness to an anxious and vulnerable world, but the Bible clearly teaches that while all nations are of one blood, uh, Acts 17.26, they are not all of one spirit. Romans 8, 9-14, 1 Corinthians two twelve. The Bible clearly states that we are not, that we are only one with God and with each other through Jesus Christ by being born again. Through his precious blood. The sacrifice he made on the cross. So, going to the next article. This is um, from reinventingjesuschrist.com www.reinventingjesuschrist.com and this is chapter 6 of the Global Renaissance Alliance which is the the basis for this bill that was just introduced uh, in the house that we that we talked about this is the basis for Department of Peace Bill HR808 Chapter 6, Update Global Renaissance Alliance. In co-founding the Global Renaissance Alliance, recently renamed the Peace Alliance, Neil Donald Walsh and Marianne Williamson were greatly inspired by a book entitled Spiritual Politics. In fact, both of their enthusiastic endorsements are featured on the front and back covers of this radical 1994 New Age political primer. See, the New Age has to be incorporated into politics. It has to be. You're... You have to have religion as the basis for the coming New World Order. You have, it can't just be politics. It can't just be monetary. It can't just be through some currency. The, the essence has to be some type of religious belief. Because there's no way you can unite Buddhists and Hindus and, and Confucius and, and Catholics and Mormons. There's no way you can unite them through some po- purely something political. It, it can't be done. It has to be of a religious nature. It has to be. So, Neil Donald uh, Walsh's front cover endorsement on this book, Spiritual Politics, reads that this book is extraordinary and invaluable. So, as a Christian, we should interpret that as being, it's an abomination in the sight of God and it's worthless. And then he goes on to say, one of the most important books to appear in the marketplace of ideas in a very long time. All these are, are essentially, most likely channel books from demons and devils, or at, at bare minimum, man's opinion. Man's opinion. Remember, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 14, 12, and 16, 25. He who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. Proverbs 28, 26. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, who can know it, Jeremiah 17.9. So, the the heart is not something we want to be trusting in, but it's the very thing that the New Age will tell you to trust in, and Maitreya. So, Corrine McLaughlin and Gordon Davidson, the co-authors of this book, Spiritual Politics, frankly admit that their book is based on the ageless wisdom, quote, ageless wisdom, That has been passed down through the years from ancient occultists to the modern day occultists. They're open about it. Occultism. Witchcraft. Remember, I've done a whole study. Witchcraft, the coming one world religion. Witchcraft is going to be the essence of the coming one world religion. Just key in witchcraft and you'll find it on my homepage. The the almost encyclopedic New Age teachings of Alice Bailey are referred to throughout their book Again, here we go back to Alice Bailey. Bailey's teachings were telepathically dictated to her by the Tibetan Ascended Master, Dijuan Kool. He sounds like a rap star. Dijuan Cool. You know, I can see him coming out in like, you know, some type of one-piece, maybe electric blue bodysuit and breakdancing maybe. I don't know. I, just a thought on my part. I mean, who knows? He might get more followers that way. Anyway, so Dijuan Cool. Sounds like Dijuan. It's like a f- type of mustard. Anyway, um, No, that's Grey Poupon. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Anyway, Tibetan master, ascended master, Dijuan Cool. Now remember, Maitreya, this Dijuan Cool, calls himself the Tibetan. The, the Ascended Master. Jesus, also known as Sananda, Emmanuel. Then we've got another one named Hanton. Another one named Saint Germain. And the list goes on and on and on. Okay? These are all supposedly these ascended masters that are in the shadows right now that have been communicating with humanity for you know a long, long time. And they're getting ready to make their big debut. Okay? And... They've been in the shadows because we we haven't been able to have handle them openly yet. <coughs> Excuse me. So, but pretty soon they're going to make their big uh, big debut, and they're preparing us for this. So, um, this Dijuan Cool is the spirit guide, also known as DK. It's his initials DK. So, the spiritual teachings transmitted by Bailey to DK describe the soon coming of the new age Christ, and the establishment of a one world government. Oh, isn't that a coincidence? The Christ described by DK in Bailey is Maitreya. Now, I'm not saying this. I know I've emphasized Maitreya I cannot help that all of these resources keep pointing back to this devil. This is them saying this, not me. This is the Christ that's described by DK, this other Sunday Master, and Alice Bailey. He's Maitreya. The same Maitreya described by Benjamin Krem and Wayne Peterson. And he has his own website in Share International. You can just key in Share International, Maitreya, you'll find it. McLaughlin and Davidson dedicated spiritual politics to Maitreya and this Dijon cool guy. That's who the book is dedicated to. And Marianne um, Williamson, Course in Miracles, and Neil Donald Walsh, Conversations with God Guy, who Oprah has been promoting rapidly and are yoked up essentially with Rick Warren as well. That's this is the, the book that they're pointing everybody to. And who are they saying is the coming one world guy that's going to come on the scene, that's going to straighten this whole thing out, Maitreya? He's the Christ that's coming. That's what they're saying. So please understand that this point regarding Maitreya is not really a point that is even being debated by the high level, in the know, occultists that we're in reference to here. This isn't a point of real debate with them at all. We can speculate all day long that the Antichrist is going to be this or that. I'm telling you who the New Agers are saying it's going to be. Not Scott Johnson or any other, even Christian author. That's who they're saying. And they've been saying it for years. Years. Over a hundred years, if you go back to H.P. Blavatsky. Which is part of the recommended reading on uh, Maitreya's website. Uh, McLaughlin and Davidson, uh, who wrote Spiritual Politics, they dedicate the whole book to Maitreya and this DK, Ascended Master guy. Uh, And the dedication reads, To Maitreya and DK, and to all the warriors of the Spirit, that they may awaken to the fire in their hearts and hear the inner anthem calling them to the, quote, great work. Well, the great work they're in reference to is purging the planet of... of, uh, all true Christianity in ushering in the new world order the one world political governmental monetary system of the antichrist that's the great work they're in reference to Christians thus it is very revealing that Williamson and Walsh have so openly endorsed a book that is steeped in the occultic teachings of Alice Bailey teachings that proclaim Maitreya not Jesus Christ as the Christ Williamson's back cover endorsement of the spiritual politics reads Bravo to Corrine and Gordon for their shining, for shining such a bright light on politics in this groundbreaking book. Spiritual politics gives us the instructional wisdom of the East and the West, as well as the practical tools for helping to create effective change in the world. I highly recommend it. But Williamson's endorsement is very misleading. Spiritual politics is not based on anything resembling the wisdom of the West which most people would, would associate with Christianity, McLaughlin and Davidson are very clear that spiritual politics is based on the hidden, ageless wisdom of the occult. The occult traditions that originated with the Hermes Megistes. sorry, I know I butchered it, but anyway and cumulated in the mystical New Age teachings of Alice Bailey. In spiritual politics, they write, For centuries the ageless wisdom in the West was shielded from an unprepared public. Well, again, what's that? Gnosticism? What does that Gnosticism mean? It means the word hidden knowledge, really hidden occult knowledge. The word occult means hidden knowledge. Okay, it's hidden from the unprepared public. But remember, the coming one-world religion is going to be witchcraft. The essence of it, I should say. Why do you think they've got things like Harry Potter and all of these demonic video games that are involved in witchcraft and how music is so entrenched in the occult? The modern-day music that we have. Why? Because they're trying to create a race of little witches and warlocks to us thus usher in the coming one world religion of the Antichrist, and, and to accept it and embrace it. All this thing with the star children and the indigo children. I've done whole teachings on those as well, you can you can reference. So the, the now this is a quote from the book Spiritual Politics. The unveiled truths were handed down only orally by individual teachers to tested disciples, or by certain religious groups and secret societies, such as Kabbalists, which is the highest form of what we would term Jewish witchcraft that there is. Okay, Very, very, very powerful stuff, the Kabbalah. Okay? Then we have the Druids, the Essenes, the Sufis, Knights Templar, Rosicrucians, Freemasons... This this is the essence of the Babylonian mystery religions that started way back with the Tower of Babel and Nimrod. Okay, and have continued to this day. All of these particular religions that I just mentioned, you know, start back then. And so, and others who carefully guarded the teachings down through the centuries, a study of these secret societies would reveal powerful influences on the history of nations. Over the last 100 years, the Ageless wisdom has spread widely in the West, beginning with the work of the Russian Madame Helena Petrovna Blavatsky, H.P. Blavatsky. Her seminal work, The Secret Doctrine, published in 1888, synthesized Christian, Jewish, and Islamic mysticism with the Eastern teachings of Hinduism, Taoism, Buddhism, showing their common roots and comparing their sacred texts. So, see, this started back in 1888, which is coincidentally around when we, uh, near the time when we had the first false, uh, main false Bible version come out that spawned all the others that we have today. The revised version of 1881, which was from two corrupt Catholic texts, that, which essentially came from Alexandria, Egypt, the Sinaiticus and the Vaticanus. And these two high-level occultists, Westcott and Hort, who had a club called the Ghostly Guild, and they were in a club called the Hermes Club, they were, they were high-level occultists with a Christian veneer on them. They came out with a revised version of 1881, which has essentially spawned all of the current modern-day apostate Bible versions. I really believe if you can split things up, if you look at it like splitting things up in eras, whereas we have the Laodicean Church in Revelation 3, that is neither hot nor cold nor lukewarm... Yet they're blind, they're, they they think they're in need of nothing, and they're proud and they glory in their shame. Yet the Bible, the Lord Jesus Christ describes them in his word as blind, naked, wretched, weak. They can't see. They're lukewarm. They're delusional as a church. Well, a lot of, I really believe that era started in 1881 when we had that first black, false And we had a lot of cults that started around the same time, too. They had a Christian veneer. Jehovah Witnesses, the Mormons, the Seventh-day Adventists, these types of things. At the same time, we had a lot of high-level occultists like Darwin, Westcott and Hort, who I mentioned, who were friends with Darwin. I don't know if you knew that. Westcott and Hort, the guys that wrote the 1880, were actually friends with Darwin. In fact, they got together at the Ghostly Guild and they'd have seances and call up the dead and things like that. Yeah. That's the type of person I want, you know, um, having his hands on the Bible that I'm reading, if you have an NIV or an American Standard or a Living Bible, you have what was, uh, was spawned from that Westcott and Horde. You had Darwin at the same time coming up teaching the theory of evolution. You had H.P. Blavatsky who was influencing much of their works as well. You have a lot of of these or, original the original corruption of what we see today. The fruit of all of this started, the root of it started back then. Now, I understand that, that yeah, you can go back to the Tower of Babel if you want to go back that far. I'm talking about the aggressive. You had Albert Pike, the Confederate War General, started the Ku Klux Klan. Aleister Crowley, the great beast. You have Alice Bailey you can mix in there. A lot of this started, but a lot of it really started with H.P. Blavatsky. And again, the seminal book, Secret Doctrine, published in 1888, what did it do? It synthesized Christian, Jewish, and Islamic mysticism with the Eastern teachings of Hinduism, Taoism, and Buddhism, supposedly showing their common roots. Now, I knew a man that actually read this, Christian. I don't advise reading this stuff. This is demonic. You bring one of these books in your house, you're bringing a curse into your house. In fact, this particular man, you know, he read this and he read a lot of stuff. He really shouldn't have been reading. And I cautioned him heavily about this. Even went up to the uh, Theosophical Society up in Chicago. The, the Theosophical Society is essentially what H.P. What, um, Blavatsky started. Kind of weird thing, he said he went into the Theosophical Society and they actually had Joel Osteen's, Joel Osteen's books there. I'm not lying, they really did. They had some supposed modern day Christian authors, Joel Ol- Olstein being one of them that's that's how compatible his teachings are with the occult, and that isn't that pitiful now I've done a teaching on him as well. You can search if you'd like uh, and he he bought several of these books and read them, and I cautioned him heavily about this, you know. You know, it's one thing to understand and reprove the unfruitful works of darkness. But we're all supposed to have no fellowship. in. And, and when you buy one of these books, you pay money and you bring it into your home. You're bringing into your home a cursed object. I don't advise, I don't have any of those types of books in my house. I don't have the satanic Bible in my house so I can reference it. I know a lot of, of pastors, some of, well I knew one at least did. He had all kind of a cult. He had all kind of advanced level uh, morals and dogma from the Freemasons. All types of things. You know, well, there are excuses so I can reference it. If I need to reference it, I'll go up on the internet. I'll download an article. I'm not going to buy the book. You're bringing a cursed object in your house. And it was really funny because it wasn't too long after he had actually went up to Chicago, this Theosophical Society, and um, bought these books. Now, he had done this before, but it really got more aggressive, that we parted ways. And I really believe it was it was the Lord parting our ways. I really do. Hadn't really thought about it until recently, but it was around the same time that, that we just fell out of fellowship, And the Lord will separate you from people that he doesn't want you to be around if you're a born-again Christian. It, may, it Really, there was, it wasn't a, a, a violent separation or anything like that, but the Lord can do it in a low-key way. It can be done in different ways. But there was a change I saw that took place, and when you bring these types of things into your house... The change that's going to take place in you, you're not going to see. You're going to be blinded to it. And you're going to think it's everybody else's fault for your actions and the rationale. Don't do it. We do not want to bring cursed objects into our house. And that includes rock CDs and things of this nature. There's a lot of different things that that could fall under that category. And I don't have time to get into all that today. But... Uh, Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up, because I think it's very important. So, then we have, going back to this article here, this is spiritual politics now. This wicked book. And they say, the next development came through the teachings of an English woman, Alice Bailey. Now, this is after Blavatsky. A former member of the Theosophical Society, in which Blavatsky started what I just mentioned, but they have their, their headquarters, is up in Chicago. Okay, you can... Go there, I hear hear it's a wonderful library and book... I don't advise you go there. Unless you're going to go there and... God tells you to go there and pray against that garbage. You know? Um, Now that's a different story. But it's another thing to go up there and buy books and... Have a jolly old time. You know? Come on. If you're going to go there, go there to walk the grounds and pray. And you better be commissioned by the Lord, you better, and I would advise, praying and fasting before you go. I know Pastor Meyer had talked about going to the United Nations building when you could still access their meditation room. And he even laid hands on that black uh, stone altar that they've got in that UN meditation room and stuff. But he said he's never felt evil like that in his life, ever. I remember that newsletter he came out with. So, you just better... Be seriously prayed up. How people praying for you? Prayed and fasting prior to going in there, and be right with the Lord. If you and I'm not saying that because I think I'm Mister Perfect or anything like that. I'm just saying these are just obvious things that 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 I would, in as much as within me, I would be doing trying to take the advice I'm giving you. Um, if you go to these types of places. So, uh, Alice Bailey, who was a former member of the Theosophical Society in 1919, Bailey was contacted by. The Tibetan Ascended Master, Dijuan Kuhl, who asked her to write a series of books with him telepathically. Well, this means channeling. He's cha- Essentially what happens is, is the person goes into a trance-like state and the, um, wicked spiritual entity possesses the person and they start either dictating or writing their, whatever they're doing. Now this happens a lot with rock music. A lot of the songs, like "Stairway to Heaven," uh, Led Zeppelin, and these, a lot, of, a lot of songs. If, you, if when they interview these people, these rock stars, they'll admit, "Yeah, this song was. It just came into my head, and I had a pencil or pen in my hand, and I just started writing the song, and I don't know where it came from." Very, very, very common. Now, do you think those lyrics and that song might be just a little bit cursed? Stairway to Heaven is the most popular rock song that's ever, ever been made. Of all rock songs ever, Stairway to Heaven. And what does it talk about? It talks about Lucifer and the Pied Piper. Pan is what they're really in reference to. The Pied Piper pan. Which is where we get the word pandemic, pandemonium. Essentially the devil. Uh, and then there's all kind of back mask backward masking things if you play that thing backwards the devil gives these rock stars these lyrics and he gave Alice Bailey the text through this false lying devil that says calls itself Dijuan cool and again if I'm butchering the name I'm sorry okay I, I'm maybe, who knows but The point is, we'll just call him DK, because that's what he likes to be called. Uh, That's where she got all the text and verbiage for her 19 books, which form as the backbone and basis for all of this modern New Age garbage that we're talking about here today. This is, you know not being ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of us. 2 Corinthians 2.11. So if we go further, this DK asked her to write a series of books with him, telepathically channeled through her, that would continue Blavatsky's work. This was a continuation of Blavatsky's work. Over a period of 30 years, Bailey received 18 books from him, On the Nature of the Cosmos and the Human Being, Outlining Principles for Individual Spiritual Growth, and Humanity's Next Evolutionary Steps. I actually believe it was 19, but we'll get into that a little bit later. So these books were all channeled. And, you know, like, I'm going to go to the devil if I want to know about spiritual growth. (laughs) But that's what they were about, in Humanity's Next Evolutionary Steps. What is this next evolution they're in reference to? You shall be as gods. Sounds pretty appealing to the flesh, doesn't it? Hmm. And it was the same lie that was told to Eve in the Garden of Eden. The serpent. By the serpent, ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Go to Genesis 3. Look it up. The same lie that was told to Eve that essentially is the reason she sinned, where sin entered in with, with Adam and Eve, the basis was that was for that lie was ye shall be as gods. It's the same old lie. The devil doesn't change his tactics. he may change certain ways he approaches things through subtlety but he ultimately doesn't change his tactics. Uh, over let's see here in 1923 Bailey founded Lucius Trust which was originally called Lucifer Publishing. Lucifer being the light bringer, we're bringing we're the illuminating. This is where we get the Illuminati, the light bringer. Okay, Lucifer Lucifer Publishing. But see, that was too hardcore, so she changed it to Lucius uh, to bring the teachings in her books to the public. A year later, she began the quote arcane school arcane. The word it has to do with like witchcraft and esoteric occultism. So it was called The Arcane School. The books were written to apply to several levels of consciousness at once, and thus can be read by both beginners and advanced students. Her works have been especially helpful... The two of us on our own spiritual growth and have provided much of the inspiration for spiritual politics. Now, this is the book that again has been endorsed heavily by all of the really, really heavy duty modern day conversation with God, Course in Miracles, New Age. This is the book. And what is this book pointing to? Alice Bailey. Who is Matreya pointing to? Alice Bailey and Madame Blavatsky. these books openly glorify Lucifer. Openly. Because McLaughlin and Davidson so strongly endorsed Bailey's teachings on the politics of a coming New Age Christ, the spiritual foundation of the Global Renaissance Alliance became very transparent as Williamson and Walsh both endorsed their book. There is nothing subtle about spiritual politics and there is nothing subtle about spiritual politics of Williamson and Walsh in their Global Renaissance Alliance. In April 2000, a groundbreaking conference entitled Reigniting the Spirit of America, a Summit on Values, Spirituality, and Governance, was held in Washington, D.C. It brought together New Age leaders, sympathetic politicians, and other interested parties for the purpose of injecting new spiritual life into the political process. Because the conference was primarily sponsored by Corrine McLaughlin, Gordon Davidson, and Neil Donald Walsh, it might have been alternatively titled Reigniting the Spirit spirit of America, How to Incorporate New Age Teachings into American Politics. That would have been a lot more honest, in other words. At the time of this conference, the Global Renaissance Alliance, which is now the Peace Alliance, which again is intricately linked up with this bill that just got introduced into uh, Congress through Kucinich that we talked about. Um, this uh, This Peace Alliance was listed as the associate sponsor of the conference. Barbara Marks Hubbard's Foundation for Conscious Evolution was also named as a sponsor. Speakers and panel members included a number of high-profile New Age leaders and many well-known politicians. Um, All the the ones we just listed, Williamson, Walsh, Hubbard, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Connecticut Senator Joseph Lieberman, Ohio Congressman Dennis Kusenis, and many others. Spiritual politics was definitely making its mark in Washington, D.C. But it wouldn't be until after the tragic events of 9-11 that Walsh and Williamson and their global alliance of New Age leaders would really start to make their move. Here are some things to consider before you too easily dismiss the New Age peace movement and their spiritual politics in the mysterious false Christ figure named Maitreya. This is them saying this, not me. Maitreya is stating that he is the Christ to the Christians, the fifth Buddha to the Buddhists, Krishna to the Hindus, the Messiah to the Jews, and Imam Mahdi to the Muslims. He's all that in one, and that he is in the world waiting for humanity to call him forth. Mattreus' teachings are totally consistent with the New Age, New Gospel, New Spirituality, teachings espoused by, quote, the Christ of Williamson's book, A Course in Miracles. Hubbard's book, The Revelation, and Neil Donald Walsh's book, Conversation with God. Maitreya is totally compatible with all of those books we just mentioned, which were some of the most popular books on the New York, you know, any as far as a spiritual on the New York Times bestsellers list in the last 10 years. Corrine McLaughlin and Gordon Donaldson's new age book, Spiritual Politics, which is what we just talked about, is unabashedly pro-Alice Bailey and thus pro Maitreya. Both Williamson and Walsh have endorsed spiritual politics in their global renaissance alliance, peace alliance, and is founded on these same pro-age, pro maitreya teachings. Now, I've done teachings on Donald Walsh on Williamson, on Oprah Winfrey. But I haven't really tied all that together with Maitreya. Well, this almost happened by accident, because I, I, I copied this this week, this information, and all of a sudden I'm seeing wow, they're saying the same thing. All these other teachings that I'm getting on Maitreya are saying. It's really coming together. The Global Renaissance Alliance Peace Alliance is now involved in American politics and is positioned in itself to be the cutting edge of the new revolutionary peace movement. Well, again, February 3rd, 2009, the Department of Peace Bill, H.R. 808, was updated and introduced by Senator Dennis Kucinich. Has the support of 66 members of Congress. And this was just one week after uh, President Obama-Nation took office. you think that's an accident? That's what I'm saying. Obama's taking it to a whole other level as far as being aggressive about this stuff. I'll tell you, if you listen to um, Steve Quayle, <laughs> if if what he's saying is true, and I'm... I, You know, I'm not going to be dogmatic about, okay, it's going to happen this week. You know? This... When things really, really, really start to go down, okay, it has been predicted by Maitreya and by many, many people that the thing that is going to trigger that is the total collapse of particularly the American economy, and that's also going to trigger the collapse of, to a large extent, the global economy. And we're going to be talking more about that specific thing today and how that relates to Maitreya. Because he said back in 1992 that was going to be the case. That's when he's going to make his big debut. Going further, Oprah Winfrey is very dedicated to the world peace based on New Age spiritual teachings. She has endorsed Williamson's book about A Course in Miracles, and according to Walsh, she once declared Conversations with God to be her favorite book. And she's got her own Book of the Month Club thing going. And... uh pretty sure they did on, on her XM radio. Uh, yeah. Oprah Winfrey's now featuring, featuring Williamson on her XM radio satellite program. And according to Walsh is waiting for the right time to bring him more fully on board. She was doing a course in miracles. I think she was doing a week by week thing up there on XM radio. So, um, she's Oprah Winfrey's at the forefront of this. She describes Oprah, describes Williamson as one of her favorite people, and Neil Neil Donald Walsh as one of the most memorable thinkers she has ever met. Well, Oprah and all these people we're talking about are of their father, the devil, and of his works they will do. He is the father of lies and there is no truth in him, and they are of their father, the devil. They are wolves in sheep's clothing. If Satan can be transformed into an angel of light, remember, angel of light, Lucifer, light bearer, bringer, if Satan can be transformed into an angel of light, is it any marvel that that his ministers be transformed into ministers of righteousness? Does that necessarily mean they have to call themselves a pastor to be a minister of Satan? Yes, there there are a lot of people that call themselves pastors that actually are ministers of Satan. Literally, closet Satanists. It's one of the most favorite professions for Satanists. If you study Satanism, you'll find that out. Witch covens and things like this are trained to infiltrate churches, particularly if there's soul winning going on. Both men and women have their part to play. And a pastor or a minister or whatever you want to call yourself, reverend, are one of the favorite positions they can be in because... Number one, people generally think trust ministers. Oh, he's a man, he's a man of the cloth. He wouldn't do anything bad. And he's over here. He's a high-level Satanist. Very common. I, I can't tell you how many testimonies I've seen from occultists. There are born-again Christians now that it's not a point of debate. It's what happens. It's what they're told to do. Well, if you were serving Satan you know that he's not going to just be content with you sitting around reading the satanic bible. If you really want to get into it, you're going to have to do as he says. And they do. And so, if Satan can be transformed into an angel of light, it's no marvel that his ministers can be transformed into what appear as ministers of righteousness. Which is what Oprah is. Oh, Oprah's so wonderful. She gives away all the stuff. Did you ever... Do you ever see the, the thing when she does those giveaways and how particularly the women in the audiences, and I'm not, this isn't a crack against women, but these women that follow her, it kind of reminds me of Joyce Meyer and how she has all that women following. Old preacher Joyce, you know. I've done a whole teaching on biblical qualifications for a pastor and women aren't qualified, I'm sorry. Not being chauvinistic, but they're not. Husband of one wife, A man that is a pastor or a minister is a man, okay? It's very clear in the Bible. That that lays that out very clear. That's not Scott Johnson's opinion. That's what the Word of God says. It's very clear on that. And you got people like Joyce Meyer and Oprah Winfrey, and they have this huge female following. And these women... When she gives away these things, they go absolutely insanely nuts. It's like they go bonkers. I don't know if it's the spirit of greed or whatever that takes over, but you know, she just has these people like putty in the palm of her hand. What's that? Um, so anyway, today's modern day church has its own peace plan, and at bare minimum, is paying absolutely no attention to Williamson, Walsh, Hubbard, or the Peace Alliance. See, we're supposed to be salt and light to a dying world. We're not, the the, the modern day church is not being salt and light. Light exposes darkness, right? Salt is a preservative, a potential irritant to those around them. Well, the church today is not... They're paying no attention to anybody like Williamson, Walsh, or Hubbard, or the Peace Alliance, much less Matreya. Oh, now you're really off the off the wall. At, and, at bear, and at worst, they're yoking themselves up with them, with Rick Warren leading the way. See my other teachings on Rick Warren. The Bible warns us that in the last days, a false Christ figure will destroy the world with a wonderfully conceived peace plan. Daniel 8, 23-25. He's going to come in, is through peace. The conflict will be created ultimately through Satan. And when you have, they're going to bring order out of chaos. That's their motto, the 33rd degree Mason motto. Order out of chaos. They're going to bring, the Antichrist is going to come on the sea. And the, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to permit this to happen. Okay, But um, this is what we should be expecting. The New Age Global Renaissance Alliance Peace Alliance is not something to be let, taken lightly, neither is Maitreya. So we're going to stop here for our first part and we're going to go to our second part next.